Forest by Moonlight by Kathy Free. A girl with a rare disease makes her own sunshine while living in darkness. She comes out to the grass to dance just as the setting sun turns the red bluffs surrounding her home to cool shades of purple and lavender grey. As she leaps through the shadows in her bare feet, six-year-old Paris Feltner watches for the stars to appear and the moon to rise. When the moon comes out, it's safe for me, she explains, spinning and twirling. I love the moon. Indeed, late at night, after she says her bedtime prayers, Paris tells her parents, love you big as the moon. She does not know the warmth of the sun on her face or the beauty of a sunrise. Like any six-year-old girl, she wants to be a princess when she grows up. But Paris isn't like other children. She is a child of the night. Her mother, Jennifer Feltner, will never forget the day just before Easter in 1999 when she picked up the telephone in her kitchen and heard the news. The results from Paris's biopsy are positive, the dermatologist told her. She definitely has XP. I went numb, Jennifer says. XP is short for xeroderma pigmentosum, a rare genetic condition that prevents sun-damaged skin cells from repairing themselves. Affecting only one in a million people, the incurable disease can lead to skin cancer if extreme steps aren't taken to avoid all ultraviolet light, including indirect light from windows and fluorescent bulbs. In America, only about 250 people are documented with the disorder, most of them children, states Dr. Kenneth Kramer, a research dermatologist at the U.S. National Cancer Institute in Bethesda, Maryland. XP sufferers are more than 1,000 times as likely to develop skin cancers as other people, he says. It is a cruel disease, requiring those who have it to spend most of their lives behind shuttered windows, shielded from sunlight. Some patients might lose their sight, become disfigured or degenerate neurologically, and become mentally impaired, afflictions that Paris has so far avoided. Jennifer and Todd Feltner are grateful for that, but they never imagined raising a child in darkness. The Feltners, both Mormons who grew up in large families, married in 1993 and settled in Washington, Utah, with dreams of creating a home full of laughter and song together. Our religion emphasises family as the most important unit on this earth, says Todd, 32 the source of joy and happiness. Jennifer and I had hoped to have at least four kids, maybe more. In the early days of their marriage, the pair worked as waiters. Todd, who went on to become an accountant, remembers hearing some parents calling their child, Paris, come here. He thought, that's the perfect girl's name. Todd and Jennifer's firstborn was a healthy boy they named Parker. In 1997, they were ecstatic when Jennifer became pregnant again. Their daughter entered the world on February 12, 1998, weighing just over three kilos, with grey-brown eyes and dark curls. They agreed to name her after the City of Light. They brought Paris home from hospital and took the same precautions against the sun that any parent takes with an infant. They bought her a sunbonnet and covered her with sunscreen before outings at the park. During get-togethers with relatives, they made sure to seat her in a shady spot. For the first three months, there were no signs of anything unusual. Then, little dark spots began to appear on Paris's legs, arms and face. In the shopping centre, 
strangers stopped the Feltners to comment on their baby's cute freckles. I had freckles as a kid. We thought it was perfectly normal, says Jennifer, 33. She didn't know they shouldn't be there. But at Paris's nine-month checkup, Dr Robert Dowles commented that the freckles were troublesome. A baby shouldn't have them, he said. He referred them to Dr Wendy Mattis, a dermatologist five hours away in Salt Lake City, who was equally puzzled. She kept going from our exam room to her office to look up things in her medical books, recalled Todd. You could tell she'd never seen anything like this before. He and Jennifer waited for two hours, growing increasingly nervous. Finally, the doctor came in with the startling news. I think it's XP, xeroderma pigmentosum, she said. Mattis wrote the name down and told them that XP was a genetic disease. We thought, this is impossible, says Todd. Nobody in our families has anything like this. She explained that any offspring of parents who were both carriers, most often unknowingly, had a 25% chance of having XP, and then she listed the risks that came with the disease. Never in my wildest dreams did I expect to hear something so bad, Jennifer says. The doctor went on to say that until they got results from a skin biopsy to confirm the diagnosis, the Feltners should treat Paris as if she definitely had XP. Light should be blocked from every window. Paris should not be allowed outside during daylight, even for a minute, and extra care should be taken when opening the door to talk to neighbours or fetch the mail. Todd and Jennifer left the doctor's surgery and drove home in silence, with blankets covering the side windows to shield Paris from the afternoon light. We were stunned, says Todd. In fact, we were in denial. Still, they stopped at a grocery store to buy a roll of butcher paper for the windows, remembering the doctor's frightening words, every exposure counts. The next morning, the Feltners went from having their breakfast in a sun-splashed kitchen to sipping orange juice in the dark. Parker, who is free of the disease, complained when his bedroom windows were darkened, but he adjusted to the idea when his mother explained that sunlight could be dangerous for his sister. Jennifer, a housewife and part-time dance teacher, burst into tears days later when Paris crawled to the sliding door and peeled back the butcher paper. It was so depressing not to look out, she says. What made the weeks spent indoors worse was the waiting for news about the biopsy. Finally, nearly five months later, the call came. Positive was the only word Jennifer heard. Sobbing, she told the doctor she couldn't bear to talk about it and hung up. Then she called Todd, who says he sat, immobilised at his desk, knowing that when he walked through the front door that night, his family would be changed forever. After a sombre dinner that evening, the Feltners put Parker and Paris to bed and then retreated to their bedroom to hold each other. All we could think about were the things we would not be able to do as a family, says Todd. A few nights later, overwhelmed with sadness and unable to sleep, Todd curled up alone on the living room sofa. But after several weeks of crying and worrying, he made a decision. We have to find a way to be positive, he told Jennifer. We have to move on if Paris is going to have anything resembling a normal life. After scouring the internet looking for new information and trying to find others whose children have xeroderma pigmentosum, the Feltners went into action. They replaced the butcher paper on their windows with special UV-blocking plastic and adjusted their schedules, staying up later so that Paris could spend more of her waking hours during darkness. 
and they checked out local shopping centres and stores, making a list of off-limits places with fluorescent or halogen lighting. When Paris was 18 months old, Todd heard about a foundation in Virginia that made a special head-to-toe sunblock suit using material designed by NASA. One drawback, it would cost as much as $2,700. Through jumble sales and donations, friends and strangers rallied to put some sunshine in Paris's life, raising some $7,000, more than enough for two suits. At first, Paris hated wearing the outfit, especially in summer, when temperatures in southern Utah can top 46 degrees. But these days, anxious to experience daylight, she enthusiastically jumps into the bright blue suit for trips to and from school, dance class and friends' homes. At a town parade last year, she wore the suit under a spangled costume while riding on a float with her dance troupe. It's like a sleeping bag, explains Paris, lying on the floor to slip into the coveralls for a trip through the backyard to her friend Canberra Dinsmore's house. After her mum helps adjust her hood and sunproof goggles, she bolts out the door into the glaring midday heat and skips to Canberra's back door, where she is quickly ushered inside. Giggling, she peels off the suit and tosses it onto the sofa like a dirty T-shirt before heading to Canberra's room to play with dolls. Many of the Feltner's neighbours have tinted their own windows in case Paris comes to visit. And at the primary school and the Mormon temple, every window has been tinted so that Paris can safely attend kindergarten and Sunday school. In late 2002, the community rallied together to raise money to build an indoor playground for Paris. More than 150 people pitched in to construct an addition to the Feltner's house that includes a swing set, small swimming pool and a sky-blue ceiling with puffy clouds. I couldn't imagine what it must be like for a child not to run out and swing to her heart's content, says Ed Braithwaite, a building contractor who contributed materials and labour to the project. It's one of the small pleasures in life. Now Paris can spend hours swinging under her very own sky, pumping her legs in rhythm with the pop music that she turns to full throttle on the radio. The family has even found ways to take holidays, travelling after dark and taping black plastic to the windows of hotel rooms before Paris is allowed inside. They've visited Disneyland and Todd dreams of one day flying his daughter to Paris to explore the city's beauty by night. None of it comes without strict vigilance, and there have been close calls. If you don't live with this every day, says Todd, it's easy to forget. She knows the consequences of being in sunlight. We don't have to remind her. And yet she isn't growing up afraid, says her mother. If exposed to light, I could die, Paris says simply. Because she was diagnosed as an infant, Paris's chances of living a long life are good, provided she continues to avoid the sun's rays. The US National Cancer Institute's Kramer, who has studied XP since 1971, knows of one patient who lived until his mid-70s. That's rare, but not impossible, he says. We see different degrees of sensitivity. Those who are protected early are going to do better. Meanwhile, scientists are working on treatments, including the acne drug Accutane and creams made from bacterial protein to help reduce the frequency of cancerous lesions. And through gene therapy, there is hope one day for a cure. Luckily, Paris has thus far had only one mole removed on her right thigh, and it was benign. Her parents' biggest fear is melanoma. We put sunscreen on her first thing every morning, 
and check her skin every day, explains Jennifer. We always have to think ahead, she adds. And while Paris seems content now, the Feltners know difficult times are just down the road. What happens when Paris is a teenager, Jennifer worries, and wants to go out during the day with friends? Will she be able to attend university and find a job? If she marries and has children, she would have to marry another XP carrier with the same genetic defect, a very unlikely possibility to pass along the disease. How will she do all the things busy mothers need to do? They try to remain positive, but the Feltners have plenty to worry about, especially given that their youngest child, a one-year-old boy named Paxton, has also been diagnosed with XP. It just about broke my heart, says Jennifer, who debated with Todd for four years whether to have any more children after Paris's diagnosis. Having Paxton was the hardest decision we've ever made, says Todd, but with a 75% chance that the baby would not get the disease, he and Jennifer thought the odds were in their favour. Though the Feltners have no plans for more children, they are determined to make the best of the cards they've been dealt. Paris's attitude has helped. When she learnt that Paxton had XP, she clapped her hands and cheered, says her mother. She ran to her swing set and shouted, Me and Paxton! Me and Paxton! He's going to love it in here! At least with Paris, he'll have someone who can relate to what he's going through, Jennifer says quietly, watching her daughter cover Paxton with wet kisses. They're going to be the best of friends. Together, they will be children of the night. On a warm, clear evening scented by desert sage, Paris Feltner asks, Is it dark enough for me? When her mother nods, she excitedly bolts out into the fresh air, leaving the front door wide open. She scrambles onto the trampoline in her backyard and bounces under the stars, pigtails flying. As her brother watches from the arms of his mother, Paris jumps higher and higher, reaching for the moon. For more RD Talks, visit readersdigest.com.au. Brought to you by Reader's Digest Australia. Narration by Zoe Mernier. Sound production by Ricky Price. Thank you.